Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Elon Missions podcast. I'm your host, Jack Skett, the communications and content creator for Elon Missions. After five years at Elon Missions, Ian Hesketh has felt called back into local church leadership. Last week was his final week as the International Missions Director, so I sat down with him to chat about his time with Elon Missions, what it means to make disciples, and what he's going to be doing in this next season of ministry. So join me now for my final conversation as International Missions Director with Ian Hesketh. So Ian, thank you for coming back on the podcast. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you, Jack. Yeah, um, yeah, doing great. Good. Um, we're talking now uh, nearly a week after your last day as International Missions Director. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, uh, and then we'll kind of circle round to hearing about how God has led you to move away from international missions and back into where you are now. Yeah, so I'm I'm back into local church mission and ministry, and I I guess I use those two words quite intentionally um, mm. because it you know for me this 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 transition has not been simply about trying to maintain a the church as it is uh, you know and doing the just doing the basics of 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 what we sometimes perceive as ministry to be and um uh, although all those things are important um I, I guess the the mission element is really crucial how um i guess stepping into this role where how do we mobilize people for disciple making in every space in every place how do we see the the church multiply not not just added to uh, mm. Um, captivated by those verses in the book of Acts, you know, the, where where it states that and the Lord Lord added to the number, number numbers daily, they multiplied, you know, and I kind of think, yeah. surely it's got to be possible. So that, I guess that's what I've stepped into, Jack. Is um, yes, the I, I'm I'm loving being in the back in in local church with 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 people and thinking about. Uh, you know local that local local mission um but yeah that's kind of where we're at at this moment so um how did god lead you to this point mm. you know five years as international missions director uh you get to work with me how could you possibly leave that behind <laughs> well it's a, again it's another good question jack um so how did it get to this point you know if five years is is not an insignificant time in a role and i think Mm. on reflection you know a two, two and a bit of those years were during covid yeah uh, which you know were challenging for everyone um but, you know globally it was challenging uh, leadership in that season was, was was challenging i think look back and I'm very grateful for the way that that god led us in those moments i think there was a, a willingness for for us just to respond to what the spirit was doing and um so i think that that period of time um, was it was hard because you couldn't you know couldn't travel in the same way mm, yeah. um, but it it created space for lots of conversations on zoom with people who you know were in other nations that were doing uh, doing great things um, mm. you know so there were stories coming through all the time i think over the course of the five years you know prior to covid during covid post covid um, just stories you know, yes, stories of challenge and need, but the the stories that 
really captivated me were the stories where you know people were passionately pursuing disciple making passionately um pursuing uh, church church planting you know mul- multiplying i i think i got to spend some time with with people who are not just talking about it uh, but are are doing it and they they're seeing others released into that as well and and so that that just began to stir something in me even more, Jack. You know, you you'll know that we, we've known each other for a long time, and so discipleship and disciple making has been something that's been very much part of 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 my life and ministry, and my focus really. That's what I, I I believe we're called to do. I think that's that's so that's that's kind of framed everything that I've I've sought to do. Yeah. Um, but that element of how how do we take that pursuit of of christian and depth and maturity in jesus and have it multiply i think is one of the things that i kind of go that's got to be possible because yeah so i kind of yeah i guess we were seeing that and talking about that and and that's just stirred stirred in me going well that question if it's got to be possible um led me to the point of going i i think god's actually asking me to do something about that not not just facilitate it for others, not just listen to the stories, not just imagine, you know, not just ask the questions about is it possible? Could it be possible in the UK or in, in, in Europe? Um, but it just felt like this little nudge to go, well, get on with it, Ian. Hmm. I think it's it's such a big question for our time, isn't it? And especially for those of us who are involved in international missions, uh, we can so easily just soak up the stories and think isn't that wonderful wouldn't it be great if yeah and i talked about this earlier i think it was episode seven of the podcast with steve kempton and we talked about that question of why couldn't it work here in the uk so that's something that you're kind of launching into in a fresh way at stratford taking what you've learned from international missions yeah and from decades of mission ministry before then back into the local setting yeah I, I think i think this is the beauty of of walking with jesus isn't it is that there's no there's no part of our life and experience that is is wasted and it, it forms a rich tapestry of of who we are and what he's called us to do and so i i i just think that the main the most important thing that any follower of jesus can do is just simply ask jesus am i am i doing what you're you've, you require me to do in this at this season of my life and and if so then great i'm going to crack on and give it my best if but if you if if there's an if there's a new assignment or something you want me to step into then i'll you know let me do that and i and so i think yes that's what i'm stepping into because i i don't want to just tell other people's stories yeah, as good as that is. Um, yeah, I mean that's my job. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, and you do a great job at that. You know, um, and that is important. Telling other people's stories, and you know, mm. have to do that. Uh, but actually, to be able to go, this is what God's doing here in Stratford, and this is what God's doing here in other spaces. And, and you know, I, I was on. I'm on. I've been on the church leadership for a number of years in terms of the, the church in Stratford. And done what I've been able to do as a as just a, a if you're effectively a, an elder in the church and and participating in the band. And I think there was just this 
invitation really to step into it more fully uh, and to pursue it more fully. And and all that I've learned through uh, my my time serving Elam in international missions, all the people that I've met, you know, just amazing people doing passionately pursuing God, um, learning from them. Um, all of that will go into the mix of God. What are you asking of us here? What's the learning that needs to be adapted? What are the things that are, are just common principles for? For mission, actually, where it doesn't matter where you are in the world, there, you know, that what are the key things that Jesus has given to His church as principles to be to be worked out in the context in which you're serving? And I think that's the beauty of it. We we want a model. We want to like <laughs> yeah. give it me off the shelf so I can just apply it like a you know a Meccano set or whatever it is, and we can put it together and then off it goes. I don't, that's not how it works. No. I don't think it's ever worked like that. So the, the issue is, what are the key building blocks, the principles that God has given to us for fulfilling his mission? And then do the hard work of working that out where he's placed you with the people that are before you. And yeah, for that, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with it all, Jack, is just the, the early, early stages of going, of adventure with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I I want to be asking you about kind of where do you start and what do you do next? So I'm aware you're four days into the job, although, like you say, you've been a few years on the church leadership. Uh, and actually, there is no kind of uh, exportable formula anyway. Um, but I suppose that the question that may help others listening as well is just as we're trying to grapple with these things of discipleship and mission on a local setting in the uk assuming people are listening from the uk is what do we what do we need to be asking ourselves what do we need to be asking our churches uh how do we how do we begin to mobilize on mission uh particularly perhaps where that's never been in the mindset of the local church yeah it's interesting because i think we have um Particularly in the West. Now, what I'm about to say, it, um, I'm going to, I will clarify in a minute. But I think we, I think we, as as church, we have a great emphasis upon the big events to try mm. and reach people. Yeah. So there's a there's like this drive to put on the events. Now, events are not are not wrong, and they they can work really well as as part yeah. of a, a a pathway for people coming to to faith. And. Um, and we, so I, I, I think sort of the, the starting point is, what did Jesus do? Hmm. How, how did Jesus begin a movement that has has changed the face of the earth? Like it's it's continued like throughout the millennia. Yeah. So Jesus. Jesus did preach to the crowds, but he just, he called out a few who were willing to go, Jesus, I'll follow you. I'll go, I'll go where you go. I'll do what you do. I'll learn what you want, to, want me to teach. And, and I'll actually do something with what you're asking me to do. So yeah. we equate this, I think in the West, we equate discipleship with knowledge. Hmm. Like, so I know some facts about Jesus. 
and and if i've got enough information and i can know the facts equals maturity so but that that's not how maturity is measured maturity is measured in your capacity to love others yeah your your capacity to love your enemies your capacity to to give yourself sacrificially for others in a way that is reflective of christ it is i think there's it's measured in in a joy of knowing jesus that is the intangible you can't measure that but you know when you've encountered somebody who's full of life yeah the intangibles um and so i i think the knowledge isn't by the way knowledge isn't wrong it's oh, just knowing yeah. about jesus isn't the same as knowing him yeah and, and so i think that's the thing that we need to start on is helping people to come into a place of of life in Jesus that is bigger than that which they experience now. Cause I think we have a small gospel. Mm-hmm. I think we preach a small gospel. I think we have a small vision for, for, for the, the life in the life in the kingdom that is church centric. And I think the, the key thing is to expand our horizon beyond the church and what's and, and into all of creation hmm. the church is a, a, a crucial part of that and we're part we are the body of christ we're not like the body of christ we are the body of christ we carry his ministry on um, yeah so i i think that's that's i think that's what we're trying to do jack has addressed hmm. that um, i think so there's something that's just been striking me in the last few days really as i've been having conversations in my contexts um is that there discipleship in itself and this Christian life that we've been called to very often it boils down to simple questions and so you talk there about maturity being marked by uh, by joy in knowing Jesus by loving others Uh, and I think another thing which is underrated in our culture but crucial to discipleship is submission and so often we have people in churches who have issues in their personal lives and they'll say pastor will you pray for me about this or uh we're struggling with something for a number of years and i don't want to belittle those struggles in any way but very often it can come down to that simple question of what is it that you've not submitted to jesus yeah yeah i, I think you're spot on um you know john john 15 is uh, is one of the most beautiful passages of scripture i think um mm. paints this picture of you know it says jesus abide abide in me and you will bear you'll bear fruit right so the we i just don't think we're very good at knowing what it is to abide with him yeah um because we get busy with lots of activity and activities right you know not wrong you know lots of the activity that we do is good but it doesn't replace knowing him yeah and, and the thing the thing notice about john 15 is that the the vine doesn't strive to bear fruit mm, yeah. you know it's not like trying hard it's not like mustering up fruitfulness it jesus seems to indicate that if you if you remain with me his promise is you will bear fruit yeah um and so but within that passage as well that idea of submission jack is 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 obedience so you cannot yeah. 
you cannot be a follower of Jesus and not do what he says. Mm. It's a great commission, isn't it? Well, it is, because obedience is a mark of, of, of following Jesus. And so if we're not doing what he's asked us to do in every part of our lives, I, you know that's like a that's, for me it's quite it's a nice statement isn't it every part of us because none of us have that perfectly no. but the 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 journey of discipleship is is that sort of increased surrender to say jesus whatever it takes um i, I I'm, I'm following you and mm. and the beautiful thing about that passage in john 15 is that Je- when jesus says i've told you these things right abiding obedience that my joy may be in you and your joy be complete. So the reality of it is that if we're not living an obedient life to Jesus, we'll not experience the joy that's available in Jesus. Yeah. It's so crucial, isn't it? I, I heard John Mark Comer speaking recently on this, and he was talking about the uh, Matthew 28, the great commission. And we, we preach this gospel of repentance and, you know, you can become a Christian. And the, the phrase he used was we, we've taught people that they can be a Christian without being a follower of Jesus because we miss out the part about obeying everything that he has taught us. Yeah. And so obedience is key, isn't it? And for those listening, I, th- this is something we all have to can just continually contend with to an, a point. But like you say, Ian, from that place of abiding with Jesus, fruit is grown in our lives as a result of the spirit's activity and sometimes, you know, he will reveal things to us that actually you're just going to poke at, poke at that, Jack, because you've not submitted that fully to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's pruning, it, and pruning yeah. our character. Absolutely. Our is. Absolutely. Is. And, and I think, but I think that also is done within the context of, of community. So again, looking yeah. at the way Jesus did it, he invite, he didn't just invite one person to follow him. Mm. Uh, he invited, invited a, a group and they they gathered around him and there were various spheres of influence that jesus had on on a wider network but you know you look at the 12 and he he they went everywhere with him and yeah uh, there was that sense of um opportunity to speak into areas but you know you imagine the disciples were you know challenging one another and you see it oh you? you know you see those little glimpses uh, particularly, I think it was James and John who wanted to be at his right and left, and Peter goes, "Oh, do you, you know, can imagine Peter? Who do you think you are?" Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. And it, but that—that's the—that's the stuff where we allow one another to shape us. Yeah. Because you can. I, I, I just thinking on that whole point. Imagine what must have happened in James and John as they as they experienced that re, that challenge and that rebuke, and mm-hmm. and Peter then getting involved. Whether they're going to be going to be continue to be argy bargy and like puffed up and wanting position and prestige, or or whether they're going to go, actually have a bit of self reflection, go, Do you know what? Maybe maybe it's a bit of out our line there. Maybe I'm a I'm a little bit proud. I, yeah, I, I think the the, the 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 sense of community is really important for movement because mm. it also provides the motivation to say, well, actually, you know, if if you're journeying through something and you say that you're going to, you feel like the Lord is asking you to do something. Then you've got people around who will go, how are you getting on with that? Yeah. You know, what, what's happening, you know, because it's about being obedient to Jesus. It's not about discipleship's not becoming uh, somebody becoming my version of them. Yeah. What I think is right for them. 
disciple discipleship and disciple making is helping somebody to to become everything that God has purposed them to be, which means asking questions, which means listening, which means provoking, which means helping them to identify and listen and respond to the voice of the good shepherd who calls yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately this we're called our primary call is to follow Jesus. Yeah. And then do whatever you like, follow him. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why church is so crucial, isn't it? You sometimes hear people who say, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I don't need to go to church. And it, it's not so much about are you attending a weekly gathering, although that's great and wonderful that we do that. But it's are you being shaped by others around you and are you shaping them to be more like Jesus? And when you think of it in this way and looking at the way that Jesus made disciples, it's so inclusive that we can all be involved with this. You don't have to have a, a ministerial credential or a theology degree. You don't even need to understand half of what you're reading in the Bible. You just need to have experienced Jesus and be able to pass on to others what you have experienced of him and be around other people who can show you what they've seen, yeah. what they've heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. It is, pa- it is simply passing on what we've already already received. And, and in doing so, we create space for more growth. And yeah. it's pa- it is. It's just passing on what we know. This mm. this is who this is, you know. Uh, this is your in our current understanding of who Jesus is, and um, you know we can give the theological input, and I think the foundations of of of, of doctrine is important in a discipleship process. But that's mm. why you need people of of maturity who can help people to come to places of understanding, and 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 not just know some doctrinal facts. But allow that to shape how we live um i think yeah. is really really important um yeah. but this, this disciple discipleship it's not it's not the call of a few disciple making you know, disciple making is not the call of a few mm. not for the elite it's it's for everybody who says jesus i'm i'm, I'm yours who's loyal to jesus yeah to, to then pass that on and so that jack you know it, it is really what we're seeking to try and do within stratford is mobilize god's people to be on mission with him wherever they are and we've uh, yeah starting with a few because I, I think you know one of the mm-hmm. things where do you start you said earlier is sometimes you want to get everybody on board and um and not everybody's going to get on board sometimes we want to do it like in mass numbers and i i get why we want to do that but i, I think if we if we start with with those who are who are hungry and dissatisfied actually with mm. with their current experience of of knowing Jesus and walking with Jesus i think those with a desire to 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 do what he's asked them to do i i think we can start with with people like that and go let's journey together a little bit and mm. um, otherwise we try to con- cajole people who are not there yet yeah and and the i think the idea is if you life attracts life Mm. doesn't it i mean yeah we're all drawn to people who have life about them who are not just i'm not just talking the charismatic like out extrovert in your face kind of personalities that that's one thing what i'm talking about is that we're drawn to people of depth. We're drawn to people who seem to have something on the inside that 
radiates yeah and is attractive and so i think the the more that the people of god become that kind of people then the the more i think others who are who are on the edges on the fringes are not quite sure will be drawn some will be repelled uh, not mm. you know this isn't a quick fire thing to revival i don't i think this is just a long process of surrender of one foot in front of the other walking with jesus and keeping our eyes open to where god where he's already at work by his spirit and the mm. people that are open to him yeah and i i think that the the greatest gift that leaders can give to their people is to to sh sharpen them mobilize them to be a disciple who makes disciples and see well empower them i suppose and that's yeah. just as jesus does for each of us by the holy spirit we pass that on to others it's 2 timothy 2 verse 2 isn't it and again something i talked about at length with steve kempton on the podcast a number of weeks ago we could talk about this forever uh, and you and i would never get bored uh, i'd like to think the listeners won't but i wanted to shift gear slightly uh, and jump us back into Elam missions for a moment not that any of that was separate from what we do at all but uh, you've like you mentioned before five years is not an insignificant period of time to be in a particular role and there were significant events in the world and in missions that took place during those five years. I wonder, as you look back on your time as IMD, what are some of the things that stand out to you as significant moments, whether they were challenges or the joys that you experienced? As you look back, what do you remember the most? Yeah. I I think there's a couple of points really. Uh, well, there's there's loads, um, but two that stand out most recently um, was um, the missionary conference actually that took place back in May. Mm, that was great. Um, you know, after three years of not being able to to get together. Um, you know, lots of conversations on Zoom with with missionaries, and you know, during that COVID period, you know, a lot we tried to do an awful lot on Zoom. Tried to engage and help churches connect with with missionaries. Missionaries were were doing that all the time. I think there was those moments, but Zoom's not quite the same, is it? You know, and no. and so no matter how many you know missionary hubs we put on or. Uh, you know Christmas the Christmas service or whatever we would just try and create a little bit of, of, of connection uh, they were all great and really needed I think the missionary conference uh, was special because I think people people were in the same room yeah I think the way that we structured that that five days meant that there was enough space for um moments where of, of significant encounter in worship in word i think interesting in ministry but moment just lots of space for people to connect um and i just just be you know and so i think lots of missionaries coming into that space where uh, i had 
some of them haven't been home for a you know a long time or their return been interrupted and so the the fact of being able to be there without any responsibility but just to receive without mm. needing to minister to others but just to be in a place where uh, God was was at work and it was it was great I think it just mm. yeah that that was a special moment seeing seeing God do that stuff in people's lives but also just the fun just the sense of being together uh, it was great yeah. um uh, and then I think in terms of some tr some trips you know I did a, a COVID years notwithstanding you know uh, um I did a lot of travel and yeah. um been to great places on each trip there was always something that stood out but I think one of the one of the one of the trip that probably mark, has marked me the most um was probably it was probably my trip to a south asian country last year mm. um i won't give details of it just you know security in terms of names and places but um yeah that was we saw some stuff there that was heartbreaking um but we also saw a, a people full of hope and people committed to a relentlessly pursue the gospel to give out of what they what they what they have uh, you know for the benefit of others um yeah it was it there was yeah just loads to that um that was just really significant so that was a that was a key moment and then uh, jack i think you know from a uh, a missions point of view we've we, we just sought in the five years we just sought to try and develop things from from where you know my predecessor had left off he'd done a phenomenal job over that, that i think it was five years that he was in post you yeah. know and um so it was a case of trying to pick pick up from from where that where he'd left that off and and develop further and so we we just sought to do that with some of the systems, some of the things in place, you know, some of the boring stuff, actually, that, you know, doesn't get any headlines and you wouldn't write a story about um, because it's just, it it just needs to happen. And so we, we, we sought to try and do, do that as well and just keep improving things as best as we can. And, and where it goes next will be over. It's over to somebody else to take it on and um, I'll be cheering them on whoever that might be yeah we'll just have to wait and see on that one won't we yeah, but, yeah. Uh, regardless the work of mission continues doesn't it, it? Does. and uh, our missionaries are phenomenal every one of them uh, i i know that you have been in touch with them in your final weeks you spoke to those that were on the hubs in your last couple of weeks you sent emails but i i wonder is there anything that you would say to them I know some of them do listen to the podcast. Uh, what would you say to our missionaries? Almost as like a, a, a parting thought, although of course you will see them again, I'm sure, when they're back in the UK. What would you say to our missionaries today? Yeah, I, I guess probably the, the, the words that I began my time in um, missions with was the 
just the invitation that Jesus offers to us is to is to is to abide with Him and bear fruit for Him. Um, mm. I, the it's simple, really, because I think so often the pressure on missionaries is to is to do 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 do, and th- that is important. You know, they can't be out. You know, none of us can be out doing nothing. We've 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 got to yeah. do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, because that's part and parcel of what it is to be on on mission with Jesus, doing stuff. But to do the stuff, neglecting the abiding bit, is just working to fix the temporary, you know, the temporal stuff of life, rather than the fruit that will last. And so, I think my final words to, as well, I'm not missions director anymore, but um, my final words would be just to keep the keep keep the main thing what uh, the as the most important thing which is to is to not just know about jesus and communicate facts about jesus but to know him and help other people to know him not just about him mm. and don't be afraid to let people close enough to see uh, some of the mess um, missionaries uh, they're not they're not perfect uh, none of us are uh, but the more that we the more that we that we abide with Jesus, the more the transformation takes place, and the more the fruit comes. So I, I think that would um, that would be my thing. Mm. I don't think you'd expect anything else, is but be with Jesus and do what He asks you to do. And um, yeah. yeah, in nothing if not consistent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to to talk. Uh, like I said earlier, we we could talk for ages and ages about mission. I'm sure that there will be people listening to this who've been encouraged and stirred by what you've been saying and by your example of uh, obedience to the Lord uh, in every season of life. Uh, And that's the thing, like you mentioned before, we've known each other a a long time now. And uh, what I have seen of you over the last 10 years or so is uh, a person who is devoted to following Jesus, whatever that looks like. Uh, And I think that alongside everything that we've said, that example is a really powerful one for us to to all emulate. You know, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And and I know that for those at OCC Stratford, as you're leading them alongside John, they they will have a really great example to follow of somebody who's not just wanting to dictate, but is wanting to encourage, to empower, to inspire and out of a place of humble obedience to the Lord Jesus. So thank you, Ian, for five years as IMD, but for however long we've been talking today as well. Uh, And uh, I know I'll see you again. I'm sure others who are listening will as well, but we uh, just want to say thanks again for coming on the podcast one more time. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. We're definitely going to miss Ian here at Elam Missions. He has brought real value to the department and I know his heart for discipleship and mission has resonated with our missionaries as he's been to visit them in the field or spoken to them on video calls. From all of us at Elam Missions, we want to say a huge thank you to Ian for the last five years and wish him well in his new role at OCC Stratford. We're still on a break now after season one of the podcast. While you're waiting for season two, don't forget that all the episodes of season one are available to listen to again 
and we'll be bringing you some more bonus content in a few weeks time so keep your eye on your podcast feed or our socials to make sure you don't miss any of that as always thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode